Welcome to Marketing Mysteries Solved, where we explore the trials and triumphs of marketing for healthcare executives. Wendy O'Donovan Phillips, CEO of Big Buzz, is on the case, interviewing guests through her proprietary process and solving some of the toughest marketing challenges in the industry. Let's get started. Hi, welcome. This is Wendy O'Donovan Phillips, CEO of Big Buzz. I'm very excited today to have our guest, Maria Moeller, on. She and I worked together on a dental practice out of Coral Gables, Florida, in the Miami area. Very high-end practice. Uh, Maria was working in-house for the practice at the time, and we were serving as their marketing agency. And we solved many a marketing mystery together. Since then, Maria has founded Dow's Agency. Uh, It's a -a one-of-a-kind dental consulting firm offering enterprise-level strategies for local practices. They act as a single hub to direct admin and clinical operations into three main avenues, organization, safety, and performance. Dow's really works to equip practices with the tools they need to keep you adequate for the next 10 years. Maria, welcome. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you for Absolutely. having me here. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. I'm so excited to dive into this with you. And I love that your bio talks about you know setting the practice up for success for the next 10 years. I really watched you as an internal employee at the practice that we worked on together have that commitment for that practice. And I, and I know firsthand exactly what you're talking about. When you first started working with Dr. A, you all started with some brand standards. You started with solving the mystery right out of the gate, right? So uh, what I'm curious about is, is, did she ever come to you and say, I just want marketing? Like, let's just like push the tactics out. Did you have to have that learning curve with her around, let's do the research first, which is typical? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great point. I mean, long-term is always the goal. And I knew that without the research and just pushing out marketing strategies without having strategies, just marketing banter, let's call it, wasn't going to be a long-term solution for her. So I had to sit her down and let her know that we needed to do the research. That was the most important aspect. But previous to research, we needed to know our identity. We needed to know who we were and who we were targeting. And that's when, of course, you and I sat down together and started doing all of that big work. And you developed, you were very instrumental in developing the brand standards for the practice before you even came to us. I remember you, and, and I'm always a little trepidatious. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit skeptical sometimes of like, are they brand standards? Because we'll have dentists who are like, I invented these. And it's like, what research went into this before you just invented this? <laughs> so <laughs> you know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about what your process was with that part of the work? Yeah. I mean, this practice was a complete startup. Okay. She had zero patients and that's very important to know as a startup, you have no idea where to go and there's so many different routes to take. So it took many months and many meetings to first identify who we wanted to be. From that identity process, we went into doing research and we wanted to know, well, this is who we are, but this is the market and what the market needs. And how do we position ourselves to fit within those market needs. So that combination of understanding our market and our identity really just gave birth to the brand itself. 
there are standards and branding. Of course, we needed to create our, you know, the positioning that I just discussed and also the strategy. Then you have the graphic elements and all those different standards that they're really interconnected with one another. But this practice really was a fun one. That's awesome. Yeah. And I love what you said about you know, we could be clear on who we are, but we really need to understand what the market needs. And those two have got to overlap, right? Where I think that many practices can be very, very clear on who they are and what their values are. But if that doesn't really fit the niche of a particular clientele that is large enough to really be a patient base for the practice, and or if they're not articulating it well over and over and over again, then it's just not going to really work. Do you think, and you and I have talked about this many times, do you think it's possible to launch or to like recalibrate a marketing strategy without research? No, absolutely not. And I wanted to refer back to what you said about a niche market. I think that's the most important aspect. You can't just market yourself to everyone. You have to understand who your market is and you have to make it as niche as possible because then your marketing strategy can be stronger, period. So to your question, I just, I I want people to understand that. It's so important to understand that. Is it even possible to launch It's absolutely impossible to launch without research. I think that's the most important aspect of it. At the end of the day, we are serving others and we need to understand those preferences and what they're going to answer to. Is it Facebook ads? Is it Instagram? Is it LinkedIn? What colors are they going to be stimulated by? What presentation is that going, you know, what is that going to look like? The patient experience expands above just the dental practice. So it's very important to have that identified and really just developed. That's the right word. It has to be developed. I completely agree on the development of it, right? That too, I sometimes see practices make the mistake of investing in the creation of a solid identity. But what I see you do extraordinarily well for this practice and for others is develop that over time. Before we got onto our interview today, you and I looked together at some of the materials that came out of this process for this particular practice in Florida. And it was really cool to see all of the different graphical elements are similar. The colors are all similar. The experience is quite similar. And when we are consistent in that way, when we know for sure who we are, what the market needs, what that should look like, we create a secret sauce. And then when we put that secret sauce out to market across the right marketing materials over and over and over again, it becomes this beautiful self-fulfilling prophecy where people see signage, see a direct mail piece, see social media posts that all have a similar look and feel. And they say, yes, I feel like I belong at a place like this. And then it is that promise is delivered as soon as they walk in the doors. I'm with you on that for sure. In the way of carrying those brand standards that you had developed and you kind of came to me and said, you know, carry this torch and make this come to life in the market. The other area of research that we really saw was a need was a really deep competitor research. 
especially in the Miami area. Oh my gosh, the competition yeah. is crazy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> we were in uh, the only high-end practice, let's just say. <laughs> as it happens. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm just looking back at some notes from our search strategist. He said, you know, looking back at the online presence for various competitors, there's a gap in rankings among this particular practice and its competitors. And there's an effect that that gap has on total traffic and clicks. And he he goes on to say, it's important to note that since launching, this practice continued to increase in ranking positions, but it plateaued at some point. And so he knew that we had to push ranking upwards to... And the words he used was steal positioning from their competitors for high priority terms, such as cosmetic dentist in Coral Gables, Florida. So I wanted to share that with our listeners because I think that there is sometimes this misnomer of like, just turn on the ads, just do the SEO that one time and then it's one and done. Can you talk a little bit about what your experience has been, Maria, in continuing research in order to calibrate marketing? Yeah. I mean, I think research goes above and beyond marketing even. I know that we're we're talking marketing general here, but it's very important to understand what research can do. And in essence, it gives us the strategy. It gives us the steps we have to take. And that's the thing with all these different marketing agencies is they're always going to give you the same solutions because we all know the array of solutions that you know marketing has. But Without that strategy, without knowing exactly what you want as your goals, because that's part of the strategy, that's part of the research, understanding your own benchmarks. Without that, your efforts are just empty and you're going to lose a lot of money. With this practice, before we worked on it together, I worked with other marketing agencies and their efforts were very, very empty. You know, it was a typical thing. You know, we provided them with all this branding work and identity that I created and they weren't able to elevate that. They weren't able to really show any promising results. And I should have known it's because they haven't done the research. They don't see the long-term solutions. They don't understand that I don't want one new patient. I want a specific kind of patient to walk into this practice. That's the other thing, identifying who our patients are and what makes a good patient, you know, there are many components to it. It's not just research on competitors and preferences. It really goes within the practice doing our own research and finding that synchronicity. I mean, but that's why having someone like me in-house or being someone like Dow's as a third-party consulting firm and having experts like you to be able to work together in that synchronicity is key. I call it the dental practice harmony. And then it has to have, you know, the levels because the admin team and the clinical team play a big role. If they need to produce content for you to be able to push out, that's very important. And if they're not in the loop, if they're not in these meetings and they're not involved in understanding what our long-term goals are, they're going to be out of the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I so appreciate how you said that research is deep, ongoing, and that it really sets the strategy and the steps. So, you know, our whole theme here is marketing mysteries solved. And so often both you and I have practices that come to us and say, like, just turn on the marketing. And I'll tell you what, I tell folks all the time, if you've got a marketing agency teed up that says, 
you know, here's the formula that we use for practices, please take your money and run because there is no formula. You have to be clear on who your actual target audience is within the five mile radius of your practice. And you have to be clear on what your vision is for your practice and what you want to create over the next 10 years in order to really be successful long-term. Yeah. That's what I call like the the copy and paste strategy, right? Which is what everyone wants to do. Oh, you're just a dental practice. You know, you offer the same thing. You're just doing crowns, veneers, et cetera, all the things. And they just want to give you a copy and paste. And that's not how it works. You know, we all have our own identity. So it's very important for each and every single one of us to do the research, to be able to create the right solutions. Yes, absolutely. The other big marketing mystery that we solved together was the social media strategy. And and I will tell you that all these years later, we still reference this particular practice's social media strategy when we talk strategy with prospects and clients. Because between us, we really put our heads together on if these are the brand standards, if this is what this practice reads like, speaks like, looks like, feels like, if we're using that as as the song sheet from which everyone is singing, then we have a way forward for all of the social media posts. And we actually created, I remember we created together a presentation deck that showed exactly what an Instagram page should look like for this practice. And, you know, it was a snapshot of like a dozen posts and the posts ran the gamut of really beautiful photography of the space itself to very cool graphically designed call-out quotes and patient testimonials, and then photos of the team in action. And when I stand back and look at it, when we all stood back and looked at it, we went, yes, that feels and looks like this practice and like nothing else you had seen in that area. So often, I know it was so fun. (laughs) So often practices just, you know, they get on social media and they have their front office person, you know, just post, like just post whatever comes up, right? What do you think are the risks of doing that, Maria? Well, number one, you're going to get low quality content, And I think we have to understand that our markets are very educated now. And there is a standard. There is a standard that has to be met, especially if you are making these high elevated promises like this practice that we're talking about. That was very important to me. I mean, again, I was the in-house director for this process. And to me, stock images weren't going to cut it and just quick iPhone photography. Well, at that time, iPhone photography wasn't as good. I think now it's a little more elevated. We could make do with it. Agreed. Um, you know, but understanding that the quality of the production needed to be the same as the quality of the work that we were doing in the dental practice was key. You know, if you're getting a beautiful image that is not pixelated, you know that your crown is going to last. It has to match. And that's part of, of understanding your identity and your standards. And translating that to the strategy that we did together. I mean, I think it, it was it was beautiful. It was well put. It was balanced. It wasn't overselling. It wasn't the typical crowns for $20 because that wasn't the kind of dental practices that we were at that time. 
it had identity. I think that's very important. People want to identify with the dental practice owner who my dentist is going to be. I think we had her do yoga poses and, and photograph herself to be able to push that out. And all these different things really just elevated the, the, the strategy, incorporating the graphic design that we did with the identity with some of that fun interpersonal connection and just great copywriting. I think those are like the three keys for a great sauce there. Good point. Good point. So true that markets are very well educated and have high standards. Like we're living in a world where social media influencers are absolutely the way of marketing moving forward. So whether it's a practice, you know, in the Miami area in a very, you know, high profile area or in Indiana, it does not matter. Markets have a propensity for sophisticated brands where they can see the faces and really the passion and the souls of the people working at the practice across higher end photography. I think that's a very good point. And yes, newer iPhones have the capability yeah. of doing that. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make it easy for us. But yeah, over time, when we are consistent with these three areas that we've touched on so far, brand standards or identity, as you called it, and I love how you say, you know, identity is really about identifying with, right? That's fabulous. So brand standards, knowing your competitors and being very clear about what you're putting on social media and why, just those three areas of research really set this particular practice up for some long-term success than having us execute the right marketing tactics across the right media over the right period of time and with the right look and feel. We did together some promos for some fabulous art events that you guys were doing. And it was so on point with the brand, like, you know, this cultivated experience. It's not appropriate for all practices, but it was so on point for this particular one. Mm -hmm. We did some content with some fabulous videos of you and Dr. A and other people in the practice. We did some direct mail because the research showed that that was going to work and it, and And, it did. And it did. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing is, you know, going outside the box, right. You, you have this kind of standardized mediums of how to do marketing and engagement marketing was a huge one for me. I thought this practice needed that. And I'm so happy that we were able to work on those together and creating art events. You know, no one would think that was possible but we were one of the first offices to do that. And it's so interesting because now I'm working with a different practice and they're doing that. And they told me they did that because they saw this practice doing it. So it's very interesting. It catches on. And then to me, the way that I've seen it is a dental practice is a dental practice. People are afraid of going to the dentist. No one wants to see teeth on Instagram. No one wants to follow their dentist. How do you set yourself apart from that? stigma that we all have and that we carry within dentistry and turning into art is a really good one turning into a high-end level experience is another big one but there's many different identities we don't have to stay within that box again thinking outside of the box of marketing or identity etc etc direct marketing you know you would think that's not going to work we had to use recycled paper because to me, I was like, waste, no, 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 no. Like a high-end practice that's targeting this demographic. I don't know about the paper situation. So I made sure we had to do, you know, with recycled paper and it had to be done with a certain standard. And guess what? It works. 
right. it works. Right. Yeah. And it's so funny to me, Maria, when clients come to me and we talk about direct mail, you know, the first thing out of their mouths is usually, I never read that. I throw it in the trash. And with a wink and a smile, I always say, it doesn't matter to me what you do with it. Because yeah. you're not my target audience. You're the, you know, in this case, you're the dentist. I want to know how it will appeal to your market. And so, yeah, over time, it definitely worked. And in the way of results, Maria, you are really committed to that long-term picture, as I mentioned in your, in your bio of like, you know, looking 10 years out for a practice. Yeah. Talk a little bit about how setting a foundation like this one with solid brand standards competitor research and social media strategy is just an example of some of the research and strategy that could be a foundation. How does that really safeguard the practice for a decade or more? Yeah. I mean, I think if you yourself have an identity for your business model and you remain consistent to that, it kind of holds you up to that standard and you don't lose sort of sight of your goal. It's very important for that. But a dental practice is more than just the identity and the marketing. There's a whole operational side of it that's very, very important. And that's my main focus now with DAOs is being able to synchronize practices from a clinical and admin perspective, not just marketing, but the technology, the EMR softwares that they're using, how they're using it to the best standard the financial component, what's the overhead, what's their supply chain looking like, and operations. It's huge. What's their case acceptance training for, for their staff? It's really a rhythm because a marketing agency could have the patients in the door, but is the staff and the practice inside, are they going to be able to do the remaining steps of the cycle for it to be successful? So the foundation is key on research and identity because from that, you could echo to the other sectors that I just mentioned. And I also want to make note of something. You said it yourself. When we talk to many dental practice owners, they want us to implement solutions they think is best. And that's a big one. Them wanting to take control of our expertise and I think it's very important for dentists to understand that if they are hiring us, they need to listen and they are going to want to take control, but we have to make sure that they don't because then it's going to be the same circle of empty efforts and we're not going to, we're not going to get anywhere. They have to be able to trust the process. And again, it's a process and it takes time. It's not just, I woke up now and suddenly I have 40 new patients every month. No, it takes time. Yeah, it's such a good point, Maria, because by the time a dentist is ready to switch marketing firms or switch consultancies, they have felt some pain point of like, what I have been doing is not working. So it's so critical. I, I hope that our listeners will really hear you on the fact that, you know, if you are in a position of changing your marketing firm or your consultancy firm, Come into it with a willingness and an openness that I always say by the time our phone rings, the dentists on the other line, particularly in dentistry, they say that they've been burned, that they, you know, that the things that they've tried have really not, it's not, I'm a little dissatisfied. It's I, this is really, it's been driven into a ditch. And so, so there's this 
trepidatiousness, which is which is absolutely understandable, where the marketing, the operations, the finance, that whole trifecta of the foundation for a practice can be so difficult to nail down in terms of, you know, as the practice owner, does he or she have a good mind for all three of those areas, operations, marketing, finance? And then has he or she surrounded herself with the right person that is smarter than them in order to really make each one of those come to life? And it takes time. It just takes time to find the right partners and it takes time to find the right internal people and get them trained. But I love that you said that it's really about staying consistent, staying consistent, that this is my standard. This is how we do it at this practice. And it really does inform everything, marketing, operations, even financial decisions. It becomes a litmus test that you can use. Yeah. Even to a a basic level of an operational manual. I mean, many dental practices, they don't even have that. And what I mean by an operational manual is when you're having, say, a a new front desk person, uh, which case to, you know, tends to be the biggest high turnaround for staff is the front desk, but they're the first point of contact for the patient. They play a huge role. And to be able to create that consistency with a brand manual and a book uh, that tells you this is who we are and let me educate you on our brand and although you had experience from a previous dental practice because that's usually the case this is who we are and you need to follow these standards because this is what our patients are used to and that is what internal marketing really is and great marketing starts internally now you and i are using some buzzwords like brand identity, internal marketing, that in my experience, dentists in particular sort of bristle at. They go, that sounds expensive and esoteric and like something that I probably don't need. (laughs) They don't even know what a consulting firm is. That's my biggest challenge with my business. They don't even know what that means. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Can't wait for answers to some of your biggest marketing challenges? Go to bigbuzzinc.com slash podcast and download a free chapter of your choice of one of Wendy's best-selling books. She has a book just for the senior living industry, one for medical organizations, and another one just for dentists. Most healthcare organizations feel overwhelmed about marketing. Wendy offers the cure. Her concise handbook shines a light on how you can put a method to your marketing for years to come. Visit bigbuzzinc.com podcast to download your free marketing book excerpt now. That's bigbuzzinc.com slash podcast. And now back to the show. So to a little recap here, we've talked about developing brand standards. If you are ready to get going on this on your own, what I would recommend is sitting down with anyone else in the practice who really understands the vision for the practice and having a conversation around what do we want to read like, speak like, and look like. Then make a quick list of about 10 patients who really understand and buy into that vision and ask them similar questions. Everyone listening, of course, gets a free copy of my book and it outlines more explicit instructions on how to get started with that process on your own. We've also talked about competitor research. In the way of competitor research on your own, 
just make a quick list of those competitors that are within a five mile radius of you or that are directly competing with you outside of that radius for a particular set of services. And you'll want to visit the websites of each one of those competitors and understand what they're saying is different about them and make sure that what you're saying is actually different. In dentistry, especially, we see a great big sea of sameness. When something works well in dentistry, boy, does that community pick up on it quickly and start Mm -hmm. copycatting. So take (laughs) some time to look at your competitors. For a social media strategy, simply pull up your accounts and have a look at the most recent 10 posts and ask yourselves, in the way of what we have for vision and standards, does this really represent who we want to be? If not, consider having your agency or a freelancer mock up some would-be posts, about a dozen or so, that would look like and feel like and read more like you. And that could be a good tool for your team to use in terms of inspiration for posts. And then for internal marketing, Maria, I really like what you said about, you know, just having the conversation internally about, you know, who are we and why do we want to be this and how do we talk about that? So again, as always, marketing communications comes down to communicating, actually having the right conversation with the right people before you start putting stuff out to print or digitally. Anything to add there, Maria, on in terms of how they can put these practices into effect on their own or start that those processes? Yeah, I think you said it yourself right there at the end is having that conversation. Ask yourselves who we are, what sets us apart, what kind of services are we going to give? What does the patient experience look like? And something that I think is very important that we haven't like spoken about, and I think that maybe we should is healthcare and where we are right now. And that in a way right now, the markets are, they're very educated, not only from a marketing perspective, but from a healthcare perspective, you know, after COVID and everything that has happened, patients are really iffy and they don't trust us. And that's something that really should play and take into consideration when it comes to their identity for their practices for them to understand that they are at the end healthcare providers And right now, patients don't trust doctors. And to set themselves up to success, they need to understand that that is where the market trend is headed. And they have to make certain changes and do their strategies. I think that's a big point that I wanted to add there from what I've seen. And again, listening is so important in this exercise that now more than ever, even we have clients that went through the development of the brand standards and you know some of these strategies that we've talked about today went through them in the last two or three years, which in a typical climate, we wouldn't redo those. But in a climate like today's, yes, the market has changed on the whole so much that every practice can benefit from putting out a simple survey to their best patients and just reacquainting themselves with our patients. How are you finding us? What media are you paying attention to? What does have you trust us? 
what has you stay? You talked, Maria, about you know the operations side that you can run marketing all day long, every day, but then have patients leaking out the back door because that level of trust wasn't upheld like it had been in past years, or the doctor didn't specifically address a certain thing that weighs upon their best patient's minds, right? And you don't know until you ask. The biggest one, and this may be biased opinion of, you know, you need to hire DAOs, but not necessarily just DAOs. I think the most important thing is you need to hire someone who is going to bring in perspective. And that is a consulting firm. And that is a marketing agency to be help you. And that to bring in perspective, because although we, you know, told them, hey, have that conversation with one another and within your team, having someone to be able to look at your practice from a third party perspective, they'll be able to put it together for you. So no one gets their feelings hurt or no one's left behind. That's the main thing is being able to put a game plan together from a third party perspective. Sometimes it's very difficult to do in-house. So that's why a consulting firm or an agent could really just bring this process into really a more simpler and streamlined aspect. Great. Good. All right. And on that note, tell us a little bit about Dow's agency. Well, I just told you, I bring in perspective. (laughs) More to that, I think my main process is being able to single out those main areas that we've talked about, that being operations, identity, financial, marketing, and technology. This big five really work together, but they all have their own individual issues. So I assess all of the doctors. I come in into the practice, act like the mosquito on the wall, and really hunker down on each individual section. And then I find those problems, those challenges, and create solutions to streamline and simplify it. Nice. That's what Dallas does. So please, I'm open to everything. And of course, Wendy is incredible. And I love working with you. And I just I love working keep with you. working with you. <laughs> Absolutely. I know. Back at you. It's just, it's always been a lot of fun. And uh, thank you so much for being my guest today. It's always great to talk shop with you. Absolutely. Thank you for everyone and success for all the dental practices out there through these hard, hard times of COVID. Thank you for listening to Marketing Mysteries Solved. If you found this episode enlightening, please subscribe to our show and leave a review. To hire Wendy to speak to your organization or to explore working together, get started now at bigbuzzinc.com. That's bigbuzzinc.com. We look forward to connecting with you.